Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Summer All-Star Series of football games got underway in Montana over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In the six-man All-Star game played in Custer, Ashton Hobbs of Freud Lake caught a touchdown pass from Chance Goltz with 18 seconds left to secure a 34-28 victory for the blue team over the red team in the 26th edition of the game. Hobbs, who helped lead Freud Lake to consecutive Class C six-man championships and 24 straight wins overall, was part of the blue team featuring two of his former teammates in Connor Huff and Brent but the blue team fell down 22-0 for rallying all the way back. Hobbs scored a nine-yard touchdown in the third quarter, cut the lead to 28-26, and then caught what proved to be the game-winning score with just seconds remaining. Missoula Sentinel has more movement in its coaching ranks. After leading the Spartan boys to a third straight Class AA state championship, Craig Mettler has resigned from his position to take an administrative role at the school. Mettler led the Spartans to a total of six track and field championships, earning three each, all since 2018, on both the girls' and boys' sides. And finally, the Missoula Paddleheads snapped a four-game losing streak and jumped back into the North Division race with an 8-4 win over frontrunner Great Falls at Oregon Park Allegiance Field. Missoula has the next two days off before embarking on a road trip to Billings. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Welcome back, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Thanks for kicking it with us here on your Tuesday. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. And is presented by Sportsbet Montana. 
as well as the advocates. We talked about Lady Grizz and Montana State football recruiting. Also talked some Big Sky Conference football in general, mostly Cats Grizz. Talked about the uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Gave some free sandwiches and talked some minor league baseball. Go get that podcast in your life. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And thanks to all of you that already do follow along on the Nuanas Now podcast. The NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships begins tomorrow. Tracktown USA in Eugene, Oregon. We caught up with a young man with high aspirations on the West Coast as he runs tomorrow, 6.02 p.m., when the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase kicks off at the National Track Meet in Eugene, Oregon. Well, happy now for our latest edition of River City Runners, highlighting some of the best runners and track athletes in general from across the state of Montana. And a guy who's actually joined us twice on this segment already. This is a national championship edition of it. Duncan Hamilton, a Bozeman product and a Montana State distance running standout here on River City Runners. Duncan, appreciate the time, my man. How you doing? Great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Great, as always. We love uh, when it gets to this time of year when it's big-time track and field. So fun following all the state tournaments from around the high school level these last couple weeks and so fun following the Montana State track and field programs as well. MSU sending five, count them, five athletes to the NCAA Outdoor Championships in Eugene, Oregon, upcoming this week. And, Duncan, you had a good tweet a little while ago saying, uh, when you were a freshman, there was five Bobcats that even went to regionals. This year, 17 that go to regionals, and now you're sending five to the national meet. So what have you thought of, of the rise of the Montana State track and field program and also just being a part of it as a, as a local guy, as a Bozeman High graduate? Yeah, I mean, I, I just love to see it. There's, uh, there's nothing I like more than kind of helping, helping build a program up. And so just seeing those numbers rise every year, I mean, sending more and more to regionals, and now we're sending the same number to nationals that we once did to regionals. Um, it's just super incredible to see, and I think that Montana State can can grow and keep improving um, even more than it than it already has for sure. Well, and sometimes when you get past the conference meet and you're in regionals a lot of times just being there you're happy to be there it's such a huge stage and there's so many competitive marks. But it seemed like a handful of you guys went in there not only thrilled to be there but also knowing that you could perform and and get this bid get this opportunity to go to eugene and go to the national championship so how do you lock that mentality in? how do you hone that as a competitor and and not only just perform but also not just be happy to be there actually go get it done and and uh, be hyper competitive and get yourself a good seed going to the national meet yeah right regionals is kind of an interesting meet where it's it's everybody has a super different mental attitude like like you said, tons of people are just happy to be there. And then other people are just thinking of it as like a, a qualifying meet to get to nationals. And so I think kind of, at least for me, what definitely helps um, is just having been there. This would, this would be my third regionals now. And so having been there and seen it and been to nationals before, I'm kind of just just thinking of it as, as just another meet, just qualifying, doing what I need to do, like run a pretty quick time and get to nationals. And so definitely just having that confidence is super super helpful Duncan Hamilton joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio it's a River City Runners presented by Zootown Sports Cards go check out Zootown Sports Cards new location 2100 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Center Suite 102 they have all sorts of great trading cards and other sports memorabilia and uh, proud supporters of our weekly running segment here on ESPN Radio Duncan it was interesting too, uh, watching the steeplechase and then just watching the street. I love the strategy of, of distance races, especially like the steeplechase as well as uh, the the 1500 meters, because sometimes the heat is fast. Sometimes it's slow. There's a lot of jacking. Who's going to go where, who's going to open it up. Who's not, but you seem pretty darn confident in that race and, and you won your heat and took one of the top qualifying times into nationals. So just take us through it. I mean, what was your strategy going into it? And how do you think you executed it? Yeah, I mean, steeple, I think steeplechase is definitely one of the events that has a little bit less strategy. I feel like there's, it's less frequently like a super slow tactical race um, compared to like 1500s and 5Ks. So really my strategy there was just to get out front so I've got a clear view of all the barriers and just, um, just kind of start cranking down the time a little bit. And I was definitely like 
keeping an eye on the field and kind of watching as it's strung out, like knowing that three people are going to nationals and so kind of wanting to string it down to three to five people. Um, and then, yeah, just wanted to make sure I take the dub and keep Levi uh, with the top group. That was definitely on my mind as well to try and get, get a teammate through as well. Levi Taylor, who joined us last week on River City Runners, he's a Laurel product, and he is also headed to nationals. So two of the top eight times from the NCAA West Regional help both Duncan Hamilton, who joins us now, and Levi Taylor advance. And Duncan, it seems like that's sort of a, an influential factor too, just having somebody within your program that you can run with, train with every day. So how much do you think your success and his success are tied together? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's uh, it makes such a big difference having somebody with you. I mean, going to a national meet and running alone is, is fun, but it just makes it so much better having someone by your side. And then during workouts, we can kind of, play off each other's strengths and when one person's getting tired the other person's feeling good and throwing in a surge and so um it's just it makes everything so much better and makes up a data to push you during workouts and and kind of talk to and during the races everything um yeah i love it <laughs> and the steeplechase itself is such a unique event not only with the endurance that it takes but the pacing it takes but then he also got these hurdles and these puddles and all these different factors. Uh, we talked to Lyle Weiss, the head coach of Montana State, the other week, and he was an outstanding steeplechase runner as well. But what has caused you to sort of gravitate towards and excel so much uh, in this event? Uh, I think definitely having such uh, an amazing coach like Lyle uh, helps a ton. But um, I think kind of what drove me towards steeple in the beginning is that there is a little bit of that technique aspect, which I kind of like. I mean, flat track is, is super fun, and I love all those races too, but it is makes it a little bit more interesting to have some hurdles to kind of break it up. And I think uh, I'm pretty flexible and athletic, and so kind of having that to helped me excel at the, the hurdling and technique part of it too. When it comes to the incremental rise in competition, as the track and field season goes on, how does that influence your mindset as a competitor? Because you, you go from maybe some invitational meets throughout the spring to then the Big Sky Championships, and you guys had such a great team effort and so many individual efforts, but then, then you're going to Fayetteville, Arkansas on the regional level, and it seems like the goals and, and the dynamic change a little bit, but at the same time, the competition level keeps on rising. So how does that impact just your mentality as a competitor and how much do you think it helped you just running against some of the best of the best from the entire West region? Yeah, I mean, kind of like during the regular season, I feel like most of the goals are to get a fast time. Like, especially in the beginning of the season, you're wanting to put down a time that will, that will qualify you for regionals, and then you're just wanting to PR, and so you go to these really fast meets that are the front guys are kind of just time trialing. Like it's just perfect conditions. The meets are designed to produce fast times. And then kind of as you transition to championship season, your focus becomes more so just to win and on placing rather than times. So times become a lot less important, especially at nationals. It doesn't really matter. Um, but really it's just racing. So I think it gets way more fun because you're not looking at your watch or worried about times or anything. You're just, racing the people next to you. And now as you head to Eugene, you've been there before. You've competed there uh, in a variety of different ways, and uh, that's sort of the mecca of track and field at the collegiate level for the Olympic trials. I believe the world championships are even there uh, this July as well. So uh, what sort of advice do you have for your, your fellow Bobcats that are maybe going there for the first time? I think the biggest thing um, biggest advice I would give is just to try to stay relaxed. It's easy to get caught up in all the all the hype for the national championship. You're looking at uh, you get some free gear and there's tons of people and there's there's media and all this stuff and the venue is just insane and it's easy to get kind of just caught up in it. And I think the biggest thing is just to try and relax, focus on like just think of it like any other race. Um, and worry about uh, getting caught up in all, all the fun stuff maybe after the race is done. <laughs> 
Yeah, no question. Do you remember your first time you ever stepped on the field there at, or out on the track there at Hayward Field? And if so, you know, what was what was that moment like? Because it is sort of this this hallowed ground, right? This place that has so much history, especially when it comes to top level distance running. Yeah, I mean it's it's track down USA, and there's the newly renovated Hayward is just amazing. Yeah, so the first time first time I was there was last June for for NCAA's, and I was just blown away. I mean, <laughs> everything is just so big and so nice, and there's underground track and warm-up track and just every facility you could possibly need. Um, so <laughs> it's hard not to be not to be blown away by that because the facilities are so amazing. And yeah, the 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 world champs that are there this June too. So. Well, super cool. It should be awesome to follow you and your other teammates that will be there. Duncan Hamilton joining us here on ESPN Radio. Nuana is now. It's our River City Runners presented by Zootown Sports Cards of Missoula. He is one of five Bobcats headed to the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon. He'll be joined by Levi Taylor, who will also compete in the steeplechase, along with Colby Wilson, who qualified in the pole vault, Drake Schneider, who qualified in the 400-meter hurdles, and Lucy Corbett, who will make another run at All-American Honors in the women's high jump. And, Duncan, last question for you then. What are the goals, both for yourself and for you and your teammates? I mean, how do you hope to sort of embrace this opportunity at the national meet uh, upcoming? Um, really, my my personal goal is just to, to win. You know, I was I was fifth last year, and an NCAA championship was, was in my sights. And I don't think I really realized it last year, um, but now I've been thinking about it all season, and I'm ready to go. You know, I had no injuries this season. I had a great season of training, so I think this is the year to get it done. And so that's really all I'm thinking about. Um, but I kind of have, I got my teammate too, so I'd really love for him to be all American, which would be a first team all American, we top eight. I think that's definitely, definitely in the in the cards for him. You know to have two two MCU guys on the podium is, is also possible so we're not gonna not gonna make our goals too small so I'd say I'd say two MSU guys on the podium would be would be an insane goal for us and I think I think it's definitely possible for us well so cool very fun to be following you guys and thanks so much for always taking time for us Duncan Hamilton here on ESPN radio best of luck at the national meet my man and uh, thanks so much for being here yeah thank you appreciate it One of the coolest parts of this story to me is that the state of Montana does not have steeplechase as a track and field event at the high school level. Yet, two of the best steeplechase runners in the country, Duncan Hamilton, as well as Levi Taylor, who's also at Montana State, they're from about, what, 90 highway miles away, you know, an hour and a half from each other, two hours from each other. One's from Bozeman, one's from Laurel, and they're two of the best guys in the United States. And they didn't even start doing this event until they got to Montana State. So pretty cool. Your times for the uh, events for the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships tomorrow, 6.02 Mountain Standard Time. Levi Taylor and Duncan Hamilton will run in that 3,000-meter steeplechase. The pole vault finals begin. It's a semifinal, by the way, for the steeplechase. Then they'll have a final later on in the weekend. The pole vault featuring Kobe Wilson starts at 6 p.m. Friday, Drake Schneider runs in the 400-meter hurdle finals at 8.27 p.m. local time. It's 7.27 over there. And then Lucy Corbett, a Bozeman product and a five-time Big Sky champion in the women's high jump. She jumps on Saturday. That begins at 2 p.m. Pacific, so 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for uh, the women's high jump on Saturday. A ton of other uh, Big Sky Conference athletes in the field, including Abdi Noor, who is one of the great distance runners on the earth. He he is absolutely um, one of the premier guys. Uh, to watch, he ran a collegiate record, all the all-time college record earlier this year in the men's 5K, and you could tell he was uh, not necessarily gunning for that at the outdoor Big Sky Championships or at the uh, 
regionals. So we'll see if he can uh, if he can open it up. But he was doing a press conference earlier today. I mean, he he is one of the premier athletes at this meet. Uh, so he will uh, certainly be making some some runs at some hallowed marks. He was a he got third place in the 10K a year ago, and uh, again the top 5K time in the United States in the history of college track and field earlier this week. So or earlier this season, excuse me. So uh, a ton of NAU athletes. Uh, at this meet as well. So we give you updates on all the Big Sky people, especially the ones with Montana ties and, and those five athletes from uh, Montana State. They'll compete, compete in Eugene, Oregon this upcoming weekend. Let's dive into our Treasure State Stars, highlighting the best individual performances from across the state of Montana each week, each Tuesday. It's presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, one of the best places in all of Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State star number one, Alexa Coyle. She's a former Grizz soccer player. She is also a professional soccer player right now. She spent her first pro season this last year overseas playing for Hibernian FC in the Scottish Women's Premier League. Had a good uh, first year, scored some goals. Um, It was pretty easy to follow along because they have a pretty good Twitter account over there. And also our guy, Andrew Houghton, He's got his podcast, Soccer in Snow and Smoke, as well as covers soccer on his Twitter feed as well. And so he kept, uh, he did a good job of helping keep it up. But Alexa Coyle, she's uh, started her own business now as maybe something that's for her post-career. I don't know if her playing career is uh, finished for now, if it's just on a hold or or what the deal is there. But she and one of her uh, pro teammates, Tony Malone, have started a company called The Female Edge. This is uh, reported on by the Missoulian and uh, just a, a company that's going to give sort of mental coaching, mentality coaching to young female athletes. So I think it's cool uh, getting involved in the mental health side of this stuff. I think that confidence and self-assurance and, and all that sort of thing, mitigating nerves and anxiety and all that, huge part uh, of performing well in uh, any high level of sports. So good job by Alexa Coyle, former Grizz soccer player who's been playing professionally. And that wants to get back to up-and-coming female athletes. Treasure State star number two, it's Craig Mettler. The Sentinel track coach has stepped down from his position after one of the great runs we've seen in AA track and field. The head coach of the Sentinel Spartans, he will move into an administrative role there at Sentinel. And uh, six titles in six years, pretty darn good. He helped the Spartan girls to the 2018 the 2021 titles, and he also helped the Sentinel boys to the uh, title in 2019, 2021, and 2022. So there was no meet in 2020, so officially three in a row for the Spartan boys, and it was a great run by the Spartans. They also had a cross-country title, which was not only a a rarity for Sentinel, but also impactful to the dynasty that has been Bozeman High School, who has basically cleaned up the state cross-country championships for the better part of a decade and a half. And uh, Missoula Hellgate's the only other team that's ever really been in the mix. So for Sentinel to be able to go out and get that cross-country title a couple of falls ago, very impactful. And uh, Coach Mettler, not the head coach of the cross-country program, but he does have some influence there. So uh, good friend of mine, good friend of the show. And again, it'll do great things at the, in the administration, but we will certainly miss him in the coaching ranks and we'll certainly miss him as a voice for uh, the community here in Missoula um, as he steps down from his coaching position at Missoula Central. But congrats on a great career, and also congrats on a new baby girl to uh, Craig and his wife, Reese. They're awesome people and uh, great friends of mine, and uh, you know, sometimes life moves fast, and uh, he's going to be doing that dad life and uh, continuing to help out with the, the youth in this town, and he's a good mentor for young people across the city of Missoula. So um, congratulations to Craig on a great career. And maybe he'll be back in the coaching ranks as well. I mean, he's shoot, he's only a, a year older than I am, so uh, not an old guy. So he's got a lot of time left to, to contribute and help out as well. Treasure State star number three, it's Ed Pudney. He's a Grizz men's tennis player. He was. He was a, a senior this last year. And he was just named the most improved senior in the mountain region by the Intercollegiate Tennis Association uh, as they announced their annual regional awards list. Putney overcame a sprained ankle this last season to post a Big Sky Conference best 
12 and 5 record in singles play uh, during dual play, and he also had a 5 and 2 league record as the number one spot for the Grizzlies in route to earning conference MVP honors. Putney also went 11 and 1 during the fall tournament season to post an impressive 23 and 6 overall singles record as a senior. He took uh, uh, wins over players from schools like Boise State and Air Force and Utah and Utah State along the way. Each of those were considered upsets based on the regional rankings. So a great senior year for my Ed Putney, the first Chris Tennis player to ever earn Big Sky Conference MVP honors and a guy that was named the most improved uh, senior in the Mountain Region by the ITA earlier this week. Charter State star number four, it's Beatrix Frizzell. She is of the University of Montana track team. She's also a recipient of the Truman Scholarship. Truman Scholarship is a graduate-level scholarship for those who want to pursue careers in public service. Frizzell was actually awarded this scholarship. It was announced a couple months ago, and we mentioned it on this show, um, but she's now officially received this scholarship, and uh, it's a very, very coveted one. Thousands and thousands of applicants and uh, only 58 scholarships awarded. So uh, it's a big deal, and uh, congratulations to her. Uh, certainly one worth publicizing. Treasure State star number five, it's Lee Walburn. Walburn won his second consecutive NAIA National Championship for Carroll College in the decathlon over the weekend. He surpassed his personal record for overall points, which he set last year, and he also set a new school record and scored almost 700 points more than he did uh, last year and more, almost 700 points more than the competition as well. He had individual bests in the 100 meters, the 400 meters, and the pole vault. So the uh, Whitefish product and Carroll College sophomore, he has two straight NAIA national championships in the decathlon, so pretty darn impressive. Treasure State Stars is presented by Parkside Credit Union. And the final Treasure State Star, how about some high school basketball rosters? The Montana-Wyoming high school all-star games are back for boys and girls. They'll play at Sheridan, Wyoming on the boys' side next Friday and then in Lockwood, Montana next Saturday. And the girls, they start in Lockwood on Friday and they play in Sheridan on Saturday. Here's the Montana rosters for the squads. The girls' roster includes Bailey Saylor of Missoula Hellgate, Maya Hansen of Billings Central, once upon a time a Lady Grizz commit who then uh, decommitted and was headed to Butler, but then recommitted somewhere else. I can't remember the third school where she's going, but uh, Maya Hansen, a Gatorade Player of the Year in Montana. Caitlin Grossman of Billings West. Brenna Lindsay of Billings Senior. Drea Wacker of Melstone, who's on her way to the Lady Grizz. Kylie Momberg of Box Elder. Taya Trottier of Harlem. Madeline Hegum of Roy Winifred. Kiki Davis of Missoula Hellgate. Sadie Phileas of Haver. And the coach for the girls' all-star team from Montana will be Wes Keller, a Helena native who's the head coach for the Rocky Mountain College girls' basketball program. The boys' team, all-star team in hoops from Montana, Jackson Basie of Bozeman High as well as Ty Hughes of Bozeman, Peyton Sanders of Billings Skyview, Braden Cook, who was the Gatorade Player of the Year this last year at Helena Capital, Tavius Randall of Belgrade, Caden Bateman, who's headed to the Montana Grizzlies of Missoula Big Sky, Rhett Reynolds, who's also a future Grizz from Shelby. Damon Grovat, who became uh, one of the most decorated scorers in Montana history and broke Elvis Old Bull's school record at Lodgegrass. He's also on this squad. Owen Long, who helped lead three forks to the Class B State Championship. And then Javon Nesbitt of Freud Lake, the coach for the boys' all-star team. Steve Keller of the University of Providence, a longtime and incredibly successful both high school and college coach here in the state of Montana. Charter State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, one of the best places in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. It's not just Phil Mickelson that's going to a different professional golf tour. Dustin Johnson, one of the game's biggest stars, also made the announcement, who else might follow? What does it all mean? It's the biggest drama in pro sports right now. We will talk professional golf not just the PGA, but the new competition on the block. Keep it right here. Live Tour coming at you. New on is now ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. 
You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Summer All-Star Series of football games got underway in Montana over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In the six-man All-Star game played in Custer, Ashton Hobbs of Freud Lake caught a touchdown pass from Chance Goltz with 18 seconds left to secure a 34-28 victory for the blue team over the red team in the 26th edition of the game. Hobbs, who helped lead Freud Lake to consecutive Class C six-man championships at 24 straight wins overall, was part of the blue team featuring two of his former teammates in Connor Huff and Brent but the blue team fell down 22 nothing for rallying all the way back. Hobbs scored a nine-yard touchdown in the third quarter, cut the lead to 28-26, and then caught what proved to be the game-winning score with just seconds remaining. Missoula Sentinel has more movement in its coaching ranks. After leading the Spartan boys to a third straight Class AA state championship, Craig Mettler has resigned from his position to take an administrative role at the school. Mettler led the Spartans to a total of six track and field championships, earning three each, all since 2018, on both the girls and boys sides. And finally, the Missoula Paddleheads snapped a four-game losing streak and jumped back into the North Division race with an 8-4 win over frontrunner Great Falls at Oregon Park Allegiance Field. Missoula has the next two days off before embarking on a road trip to Billings. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. money is that the only thing this is about we want us now espn radio swx montana television thanks for kicking with us on a tuesday hope you're having a phenomenal start to your summer and a great start to your week we're coming to you through the northwest motorsport studio go check out northwest motorsport online nwmsrocks.com that's nwmsrocks.com a continuation of our discussion from yesterday, we were talking about the Live Tour, which is uh, the now new competing professional golf tour. We got more movement. First of all, I woke up uh, to a conversation with our good buddy Kyle Sample, good friend of this show and a loyal listener. And Andrew and I were discussing guys that are moving to the Live Tour and giving up their PGA memberships as Phil Mickelson announced he was doing yesterday and what that meant for playing in some of the other major championships in golf. And Sample mentioned, because Andrew and I were debating whether the PGA had jurisdiction over which of the four majors, and we were sort of stuck on the PGA championship, but that, in fact, is not... The PGA Tour does not have jurisdiction over the PGA championship either. So the uh, British Open is run by the... Uh, Association of Golf in in Europe, which is tied to the PGA European Tour. The Masters is run privately by Augusta National. The PGA Championship is run by the PGA of America, but that is separate from the PGA Tour. And then the U.S. Open, which is coming up next weekend, is run by the USGA. So there's uh, some clarification from yesterday, but then today... Two bombshells. Well, one's one's a confirmation. The other one was a bombshell. Dustin Johnson turned in his PGA Tour card. Uh, he's the fourth player among active wins currently on the tour behind uh, only Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and Vijay Singh. Dustin Johnson is, in, in certain measures, one of, if not the best golfers of his generation. His generation has been so interesting because there has not been a definitive one guy to sort of take that title from Tiger Woods. But there, he's definitely certainly been right there with guys like Rory McIlroy and um, Jordan Spieth and John Rahm. 
so Dustin Johnson turned in his tour card, the bombshell. The other confirmation is that the U.S. Open announced that both Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson, who will both play in the first live tour event this upcoming weekend, they are both welcome to play in the United States Open next weekend. So uh, there's a dozen players that are playing in the Live Golf Invitational this week who are who have an exemption for the U.S. Open next week at the Country Club outside Boston. Um, other players that are that have gone from the uh, PGA to this new Live Invitational include Sergio Garcia, Louis Ustazen, and Kevin Na. The USGA was quoted today as saying, regarding players who may choose to play in London this week, that's at the Live Invitational, we simply asked ourselves this question. Should a player who had earned his way into the 2022 U.S. Open field via our published field criteria be pulled out of the field as a result of his decision to play in another event? And we ultimately decided that they should not. The U.S. Open is famous for 50% of the field has to go through a 36-hole qualifying. There's 156 guys in the field. There was 49 spots open as of this last weekend. There was 36-hole qualifiers in eight American cities as well as Canada. And then there was also qualifiers in Texas, Japan, and England. So a ton of qualifying tournaments. There's 9,300 overall Entries and only 12 guys on earth that are fully exempt into the U.S. Open. So the USGA sticks to their field criteria and guys can play. So this leads me to wonder, I, I, I think that most players that have exemptions or that qualify for most, if not all, of the PGA's majors, and again, the PGA is not the the administrator of any of the four majors. So it's just the it's just part of the tour, but they're actually not the uh, under the jurisdiction of any of the majors. So it leads me to believe that we're going to see more of what we've already seen. We're going to see players that have been staples on the PGA Tour, or maybe not, maybe, maybe sort of just vaguely famous or vaguely successful or vaguely popular players. But we're going to see a lot of players, I think, Go to the live tour because the events are shorter. There is no cut, so you have a, a guarantee to make money, and the purse is about twice as much. They're offering $25 million purses for just everyday events. I should say everyday events, but just, just non-major related events. So, um, unfortunate, I mean, fortunately, fortunately, or unfortunately, I don't really know, but that's going to be a huge draw, especially if you can play less golf for more money and still play in the majors because the majors are what are adding to your legacy. So um, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of this too much only because there's some there's some political ties to this because the Live Tour, for those that have not been following along, is funded um, by some controversial people. The league is headed up by Greg Norman, the Shark, who was a one of the world's pro, most premier golfers in the 1990s. And the primary source of funding is the Sovereign Wealth Fund in Saudi Arabia. And, of course, Saudi Arabia is a country with uh, an abysmal record on human rights. And there's been a lot of controversy in that part of the world. Phil Nicholson got himself in some trouble for acknowledging said controversy and basically indicating that he was fully aware and still wanted to go uh, work with these, these people I am all for free enterprise. I'm also all for competition, especially in sports and competing leagues. I also just don't know what to think of how we judge the facilitators and owners of professional sports and also how much we tie guys to going to work for those people. And I just think that there's so much that's going to come out of this because I do think that when the dust settles, the PGA Tour is going to look a lot different, but there's also so many things that are going to influence this. Because if it's still just about the majors, then who's going to watch the live tour? Well, I think that there'll be some initial interest as this new thing, this novelty. Can they swing a TV deal? 
Will the TV deal be in competition or in association with the PGA's TV deal? I'm not sure. Will you have more people watching this live golf invitational than, say, like the Wells Fargo Open? I mean, that's a bad example because it's the first one, so you will have people watching it. But in a couple years, will the tournament that's happening this week on the live tour have any more or less than, like, the Waste Management Open in in Phoenix? I, I don't know. I really don't. But I do think that's a... It's a new opportunity for golfers. It's a new opportunity for betters. It's a new opportunity for golf fans. I don't know how much it's going to have an impact on any of it, though. So then if it isn't really impactful on the relevance of golf or the relevance of players in golf and their legacies, then what is it all about? On one hand, I do think it could be beneficial to the PGA Tour to have competition to sort of drive it forward. Maybe we see new stars emerge in this new tour on the other hand, though, is it going to take away from the PGA too much? How much will it impact the majors? I'm not sure. Who is going next to the Live Tour? I just think we have a lot of drama associated with this. And I think that the unending question will be, what do we think of athletes going to play for leagues that are funded by less than savory characters? How much do we play into that in our attention that we give this? I'm not sure. There's a lot of unanswered questions here. What do you think of this? Well, a couple things. I think the question, uh, what is it about, is pretty simple to, to answer. It's about the Saudis being able to spend money to launder their international reputation. I mean, that is the only thing that they care about. They've determined, and this is not a new thing, but they've determined that one of the best ways to spend their money, and they have nearly effectively unlimited money, which we're seeing in some of the figures being thrown around, on this new tour. One of the best ways to spend that money uh, to increase their international reputation and to get people uh, in America, in Europe, and all around the world to think of them uh, not as a country that uh, dismembers journalists or still executes criminals uh, is by paying big sports stars to come do exhibitions in their country. I mean, this is... It's a completely new thing. I mean, the Saudis don't care if this golf league becomes bigger than the PGA Tour. It's it's not a secondary. It's not even a secondary concern for them. Sure, that's interesting. Point. Because they're getting what they want out of it from every social media post that has you know Phil Mickelson walking along the the marina uh, in Riyadh, just you know enjoying his time in Saudi Arabia, right? Because it puts thoughts into people's minds and it replaces. The current thoughts in people's minds about Saudi Arabia becomes harder for people to hold those two conflicting ideas into their head. Now, because that's their purpose, that makes it a lot different uh, situation from other competing leagues. I think we've seen in the history of sports when you have two true competitive leagues going head-to-head against each other, it never lasts. Right. And we've seen this... Either, either see a merger or a d- dissolving... Or, or one, one fails. Yeah. That's exactly right. Going back to the NBA and the ABA. For sure. The, the NFL and the USFL. The AFL and the NFL. It always results in a merger or... Going all like, the way back to the National League in baseball when they were facing sure. challenges from the Players League and the Federal League. It's always been the case. But because the Saudis don't care about beating the PGA Tour... Mm. I think we see a situation where this does, you know, these two leagues operate on parallel tracks for a while. Well, it also is going to be so interesting to see if any other sort of household type names make a move. Because, you know, I mean, I'm a kind of a golf dork and I I could tell you a lot about Louis Oosthuizen. I could tell you a lot about Kevin Na. The, the average person couldn't, but the average person definitely knows who Phil Mickelson is. And probably knows who Dustin Johnson is and what happens when the money swells and swells and swells until it's too much to say no to for somebody like I'm not playing he's going to do it but what if Tiger Woods went to this tour you know that, that would he's be- the only one though he's the only needle mover Man. right I mean we can have this discussion about just golf in general but yeah, I think in true. terms of of this new league in turn, talking about players who are going to get the person who watches golf on the weekend to switch their channel from the PGA Tour, and the PGA Tour has a big advantage in terms of existing TV rights. For sure. And that's where their money is, and as long as they're getting their money from that, they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. Who are the players 
who convinced the people who have been watching the PGA Tour for years and years and years to switch their channel on Saturday and Sunday. Tigers won. Rory McIlroy. Maybe. 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 Ricky Fowler has a decent follow. But you're right. It's been the story of this generation of golfers. So That's many, right. So many guys broke through so young, and then some of them have had a hard time living up to the precedent that they set for themselves. I mean, Justin Thomas finally got that sort of uh, M.O. in his rear view because he was the young guy who had won majors and then hadn't won in five years. He brushed it off. But Rory hasn't won a major in, what, six or seven years? Jordan Spieth has not won a major since he went crazy at the Masters and hit the ball in the water twice on the back nine. And, you know, Jason Day was a, a flash in the pan and, you know, all these different guys. So you're right. I, I don't know. And it, it's like the hockey thing that we were talking about earlier. Tiger Woods leaves a black hole after him. Yeah, that's, it, it, it is Like true. Gretzky did. I mean, maybe one of the things that this tour could do is uh, – Maybe you just get Brooks and Bryson to play together every round. Wow. Like, I feel like people would change the channel for that. For sure. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. It's also going to be a – I think the one thing that will move the needle is if somebody that goes to this tour then wins a major. Like, a non-PGA Tour player wins a major. That's going to be an interesting part of this as well. It's a good point, though, that you're making about um, who's the actual needle movers – and, uh, you know, who's actually switching the channel over to this. But like you said, it doesn't matter, and that's maybe the most... I think that's the reason the PGA is panicking the most. Because every guy that leaves the PGA Tour, that's bad for the PGA. And it do, like you're saying, it doesn't matter to the Live Tour because they're not trying to do anything besides just change the narrative about the investors that are paying for this. Right, it hurts the PGA Tour more than it helps the Live Tour. Yeah, it is very interesting. New is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We'll get you set up for the rest of the week right after this. Take you home on a Tuesday. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio. Get your walk on. Get your head right. I know you're feeling it is damn right. Get your bounce on. Back the ass up. Pass me the bottle. Fill your glass up. Judge and jury, don't get your case dismissed. When I get pissed, just smash through the makeshift. Uplift, thump this, make it not hypnotical. Hard rock that don't flop is the best. I wonder what exhibit's doing right now. Little pimp my ride. What a show. Welcome back. It's no one is now ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. We had a fun show today. Talk some Lady Grizz and Montana State Bobcat football recruiting. Talk some Big Sky Conference football. Talk some NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Talk some minor league baseball, talked some NCAA outdoor track and field championships, heard from Duncan Hamilton, highlighted some of the best individual performances from around the state, and we talked some live PGA golf drama. Thanks to our great sponsors, Sportsbet Montana and the Advocates, for bringing you the Nuanas Now podcast. Go subscribe to the Nuanas Now podcast on any of your podcast hosting platforms. And NFL training camps, uh, at least 12 of them, have opened up. So we will uh, talk some NFL tomorrow. Rajim Seabrook swinging by. He can make it in once a week, and that day of the week is usually either Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. It's a moving target each week, just depending on which kids and sports and all that stuff he's got to take care of uh, in his dad and coaching life. But he'll be in the house tomorrow. We're also going to be joined by Thomas McClure of the All Nations Health Center. The Indigenous Heritage Celebration weekend coming up next weekend. So we'll tell you all about that. It's at the Missoula Paddleheads Field, uh, Ogren Park Allegiance Field. 
So we'll get you all set up for that as well. Uh, so it should be a fun show tomorrow. In the uh, wider world of sports, the uh, Angels, the Los Angeles Angels, have fired Joe Madden. So uh, 12-game losing streak right now. The Angels were 10 games above 500 two weeks ago and now sit at 27-29. and 29. So a largely disappointing time for uh, the Angels, particularly given their unbelievable top-shelf talent like Mike Trout and uh, Shotei Otani. But Madden, a three-time manager of the year in his third season with the organization, uh, he is out as the head coach of the Los Angeles Angels. So we'll keep talking baseball as the season continues to heat up. The NBA Finals will be back tomorrow as well. But not much to tease because no Missoula Palace tonight and no NBA Finals game tonight. There is some hockey coming at you. The NHL playoffs continues with game four between the New York Rangers and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, for the first time in so, so long, just a a quiet evening in the the wide world uh, of sports. One NFL headline, though, from today, DK Metcalf, at least according to a source, not at minicamp for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. So that's interesting. We'll see if he reemerges. But we'll have all sorts of camp updates tomorrow, including I want to ask Rajim, which NFL teams will have the most different record than they did a year ago? Not better or worse, either or. Better or worse. But which NFL teams will have the most different uh, record than they did a year ago? We also talked about Aaron Donald potentially retiring. That's not happening. Aaron Donald announced yesterday he will be back with the Los Angeles Rams. So the, the defensive player of the year, defensive tackle, all everything, future Hall of Famer. Uh, his career is not yet finished. He'll keep on rolling. So all things NFL, plus a couple great guests from the community tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. We will see you then. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful Tuesday night. And thanks so much for being here. This has been Nuana's Now on ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.